Fuck the new Hellboy the script <laughs> no it's just been a while it's been a while hey you're listening to influenza my name is sean edson and i am joined as always by alex aguilar and this is the podcast where we look at the influences that went into your favorite things and also the things they would go on to influence uh but today is a little bit different we are doing a new year special <gasps> we are <laughs> <laughs> um and it's also been a while since we recorded because we took a break for the holidays I ate a lot, guys. I, I ate. I listened to music and I <laughs> ate. And I watched one movie and then I ate. And then I, I was watched leaving the you open trailer. To, I, was, <laughs> I was leaving you open to say, it's been a while. <laughs> Listen, I already did the bit before we started recording. I'm okay, not going to do it so, um, to, be, to be sure. This is an idea. <laughs> this is the idea that we had for our, our New Year special. It was actually Alex's idea, so let Hi. him explain it. <laughs> Hi, it's me. So what I wanted to go by is, um, you know, it, it's been a year. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a year and I wanted to talk about like a lot of cool things have happened this year. Interesting things, I'll say. Um, In the world of entertainment. Bad things have happened everywhere else. It's it's, it's usual, (laughs) man. JFK got assassinated. Like, let's talk about it. What? I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like what I'm actually getting at now, it's basically a lot of things have happened this year in the world of entertainment that I feel like some of these things could potentially be influential further down the line so i pitched to sean this idea of like let's just try to come up with a list of things three to five things um to talk about uh that we think obviously they're they haven't influenced anything yet but they have the potential and i'm here to stand that i think they do have a really yeah good potential and influence. this was sort of part of our original idea for the podcast like we, we we thought that like somewhere down the line we might do short episodes about stuff that is new but that we think will influence it so we, we might still do that later yeah. on but this is i think works really well for a new year special yeah because it's like stuff from 2018 um so um, you just want to switch off yeah or? i think that's probably the best idea all right um why don't you start Okay, so even though I just made a huge hullabaloo about 2018, I'm going to start with a game from 2017. What? (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I started playing it this year a little bit. Not too much. Uh, Fortnite. I think it's important to like... uh, Yeah, but it didn't get popular until 2018. I think uh, you could claim that. Yeah, until like, you know, the Avengers uh, cross-promotion. Yeah. Um, And also being available on all three major systems. Um. I didn't write anything, obviously. We we are coming in with, uh, you know, with no. Yeah, script. we don't have a script this time. So. Yeah, uh, we're just gonna ramble on. Ramble yeah. on. Not the same song, but <laughs> it's been a while. Um, that being said, though, um, the battle royale. I think uh, the battle royale games mm-hmm. are obviously very influenced by the movie and the book Battle Royale, um, which is interesting because now we have this entire genre like PUBG. Uh, and no. Fortnite wasn't even going to be that game. Right. So, like, remember that trailer? I remember the trailer back when I would thought, like, oh, I, I order Game Informer and I go to GameStop all the time. Yeah. Like, back when I thought I, I was, like, actually a hardcore gamer when I'm not. Sure. 
And like that pets. was a time I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the, the video game uh, awards, awards or whatever. Yeah. And that was like fucking 11 or 13 years ago or something when they showed the first Fortnite trailer. And it was a totally different game. It was like yeah. a defend yourself from like... The, it, it was yeah. them trying to be Team Fortress 2. Essentially, but no, no, no. It was a it was a co op game. You, you helped build a, a defense, and then like these zombie things came after yeah, you. Yeah, again, night. it's it's like the the Team Fortress Two kind of gameplay with like Left 4 Dead type of deal. So PUBG probably influenced what they changed it. Yeah, to. yeah. Like it's important to note that PUBG is very influential in this, mm-hmm. but it's also one of their their main competitor right now. Okay, so, so what what do you think it's going to influence later on, like this um, coming year? So I I do think like we're still riding high on this notion of. Uh, you know, the, like, I think weirdly enough and badly enough, I think this is going to be one of those things where, remember how mobile games influence, like, something like Angry Birds influenced us, like, purchasing money to, like, upgrade and upgrade all yeah. of this stuff? Unfortunately, I see that being a huge influence on video games. Kind of how loot crates became a thing, yeah. and then, like, the government was like, nope. But now we're going to have this thing where, like, oh, yeah, little DLC here and there, and it's going to, like, drive the market to go, like, huge on DLC yeah. Uh, there's that first and foremost. Um, I also do think that, uh, like you know the the genre itself is gonna like this free to play way is gonna like take over. I think going along with this, which is weird to say, but like, you know, like we all live in this world now where we, people make games for free, and then you just gotta pay little microtransactions and it'll well, make up. Yeah, like, but I think it's just like we're we're so right for this time because like. Games are still the same, like um, the same price they were when they used to come out, like when the original video game system. Came, like, yeah. uh, and an NES game was also sixty dollars mm-hmm. at the time. And even if you adjust for inflation, it's like games are a little bit cheaper now. But still, like sixty dollars for every new game that comes out, and then they don't lower the price until at least a year, like the game half year a year. Edition, or yeah, or the yeah, yeah, player's choice. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's pretty insane. So it's like you you clearly see why, especially why so many kids play it is because a kid with even if they have an allowance, they can't afford a video game. And if what is their allowance? Well, like twenty dollars a month or something like you know they, they have to yeah save up for a game so it's like a free-to-play game that they can play on any console mobile or you know yeah, yeah. so it, it i clearly see that that probably is gonna it, it's shaking up the game you know for yeah, lack of a better term i mean this entire year like one of my favorite things to do every year is like read and watch uh you like year-end stuff there every list almost every list that i've like read has included Fortnite as mm-hmm. like an important thing. Oh, and it totally overshadowed shadowed PUBG. Like for yeah. one thing, yeah. It's, yeah. So, yeah, it's because it's one of those things where like PUBG you have to buy. And I like, want to say it also took influence from Overwatch. Yes, because like it's it, it's very cartoony in its design, and mm-hmm. where PUBG is like almost a Call of Duty. But here's yeah, yeah, looking it's, thing, yeah. And to the point where like even Call of Duty is influenced by it now because yeah. Call of Duty like their newest version has a uh, battle royale yeah. like section where if and it games are getting kind of goofier to yeah you know, yeah it, it's like it's like i said the, the biggest influence here are stuff like overwatch PUBG. obviously i'm gonna keep saying this again like the valve stuff like yeah team fortress 2 because they're that's also very cartoony and obviously that influence all these cartoony shooters yeah and you know it's something to the point where like youtube rewind as much as we all hate those videos their main like focal point was pub was uh not PUBG, sorry uh fortnite where they just <laughs> all the youtubers jump off the bus into the island somebody uh there's um oh god i re- i cannot remember his name but he's the guy who um who uh has collabed with william osman a lot this youtuber he made a a, a a bb gun shoot him every time he gets hit in fortnite 
That's great. <laughs> and he is bad at the game, and he just like, oh man, I and love he didn't that. tell the people he was playing with when he was communicating online. Uh, no, um, I, one thing we have to note too, like this game is also very important. How like fast it blew up, you know, the the crossover with Disney, with you know Marvel and Wreck and oh, Ralph. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then of course like the big cosign from Drake, like, r- like it's getting like, honestly, um. I'm kind of on the fence of believing it to be like this big influential force in 2019 and yeah. it t- kind of fizzling out in 2019. I do see it that. It can go like, either way. It can go either way, but like like once... It's going to leave a mark either way, but like uh, my my money, if I had to like make a safe bet, I'd say it's probably going to fizzle out by the end of next year, but, but it'll still have left a mark. So uh, like what I'm getting at, it's going to fizzle out because there's going to be a better, a much, a much better uh, oh, yeah. Battle Royale well, game. Because like, and... I guess in this metaphor, um, uh, I mean, fuck, they're selling switches with like battle royale pre-installed yeah. already. Um, it, it, th- th- this metaphor might not work out because Fortnite is the second iteration of this kind of battle royale, be- PUBG being the one that started it. Yeah. But like, it, it's the same thing I've used to describe MoviePass is that Hulu had to fail so Netflix could strive because yeah. Hulu's original deal was like. What was good, but then they, you know, they couldn't keep up giving you a bunch of movies and stuff for free. So then they had to, you know, so on and so forth. But they had to follow what Netflix took from them, essentially. So Hulu did okay, kind of failed. But Netflix Netflix came in and said, like, well, that's a good model. We shouldn't approve upon that. I mean, and now Hulu is chasing Netflix. Yeah. But to the point, like, Netflix did this with Blockbuster, too, because Blockbuster did their, like, you you had to, you could order online and DVDs would come to you. And Netflix was like, oh, let's do that first. And then they, like, watched that, like, watch blockbuster go down yeah so they yeah so and movie pass was like there's gonna be a new movie pass that comes along who's gonna do everything correctly and actually not fail as a company yeah. you know so, so so fortnite is essentially the second one in the iteration but also if it does fizzle out something better will definitely learn from its failures yeah i mean i, I well i'm spending agree, way like too much time on fortnite <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's fine i for the little i've played about it my little brother fucking i played it like it. twice maybe i played it maybe yeah three it's gonna times. have a big influence on kids later i think and, and like i think something that's like really important too when you notice it like especially something that kids love is like remember when those kids grow up and they're gonna make something based on their nostalgia yeah they're gonna you make know? something very co-op yeah, very yeah. like um like look at <laughs> um all the kids who grew up with earthbound made um undertale undertale and, and delta you know, rune yeah, yeah yeah stuff like that yeah um but yeah i yeah. think that's my first topic um, and um, uh since we started with video games i'll go into my video game entry which is um the uh telltale closing and red dead redemption's uh treatment of some points but bo- both of them have to do with their terrible treatment right. of employees so this isn't a, like a, a certain yeah, thing you probably have a little bit more well i mean to, to an extent but yeah. it's like this isn't about like a, the games themselves yes this is mostly about this event these two events that happen um you know separately they, but they pointed out a yes. huge flaw in the video game thing and there's probably a couple of other examples but these are the two most prominent i, mean, I remember do you want to um, start with the, with the thing that you know the most um yeah telltale um so i was a big telltale fan um at, in the modern era i guess not the old era yeah um, like I w- i've never played like enough of the sam and max stuff or like yeah I, well that was actually picked up from uh lucas hearts yeah yeah but that was their first main thing like for me yeah. like everyone else who like who liked uh, telltale games was walking dead 
Yeah. That was my um, That was my entry into it, and then I played Wolf Among Us, and then um, I met... Oh, no, actually, my entry was the Back to the Future one, and then I got Walking oh, Dead. Oh, that's right. Uh, and then I got Wolf Among Us, and then I, I kind of fizzled out somewhere in the in the Michonne um, side ones or something like that. I, I think I, I never got to that far. I, yeah. I did um, the first three seasons. Oh, and I played the Batman one, which is okay. It, it added some new creative stuff, yeah. but honestly, they were getting stale to begin with, Like the, it, it, but also... The game engine was, uh, like getting too old yeah and apparently the bugginess with the game engine had to do with them changing stuff last minute because of like production and, and yeah. higher ups anyway so what happened was they were overworking employees and they just like um they had to shut it down because they they were just mistreating employees and so on and so forth and it just became this huge glaring problem in the game um development industry that employees just were being treated terribly overworked not being able to see their families or like sleeping at the facilities you know, working hours like, and on end. another game that came out recently that was for some reason proudly displaying that they did the same thing to their employees was um rockstar right rockstar um, with red dead redemption, with red, red dead redemption 2 yeah and this was a game that people were like it's pronounced red dead garlic bread okay <laughs> <laughs> this is the game that people were anticipating and were waiting for for years on yeah. years and years and it's just like if people were waiting for years and years of it you know they they can wait a little look at the kingdom hearts people they've been waiting for so fucking long but like <laughs> that game just leaked no just the trailers i think no no the whole game someone broke street date and like the whole game is leaked online hmm, whatever uh <laughs> imagine waiting 13 years like i'm pre-order the game yeah. yeah oh it's on oh no 4chan no <laughs> oh yeah anyway I love so it. it um uh it it just like it just really showed like that clearly like the the companies care about the bottom line yeah more than anything and so i think I might get finally into my point of how this will actually influence stuff in 2019 is that um, a couple of uh, game dev industries have actually unionized. I wish I wrote them down because I saw them on Twitter and I couldn't find them anywhere mm -hmm. else after I tried to Google it. But a couple of like uh, technology companies are like falling under certain categories under software companies. So anyway, we're, we're starting to see these small peaks of light of um, of. Uh, of game industries getting the unionization that they need. Um, and, uh, you know, animators have unions and there's a writer's union and yeah. stuff like that. So it's like, it, w w like at least like three or five years ago, three to five years ago, we finally got to this point where it's like, okay, video games are definitely art. Yeah. You know, that was like, uh, there was a whole, like, uh, there wasn't the like, time the shadow of the Colossus. That's what we, we all realized. Like, yeah. yeah games like, are like considered it, art. in like the, in the eye of the public who doesn't play video games, we're kind of finally there. Yeah. Um. So, it, just like any other art industry, we we need to unionize it, or else artists just get completely like screwed over. So, I hope, maybe not necessarily think, I hope that uh every like the two big like really bad examples that came out this year of mistreating game development employees, uh, is going to create unionization that will uh in twenty nineteen like yeah, pushes for it. Because I know for the as far as Telltale goes, like. Um, you know, going to The Walking Dead. Like, I need to start with that first because uh, Skybound just picked them up and they're trying their best to like, their main thing was like, yes, we're finishing the season, uh, but I also we're also going to treat our employees. Yeah, that correct. one I kind of get because it's like you're, you're just trying to get the good out of what happened with something bad, and you're also just because that is one episode away from being finished. That's, it's two episodes. Oh, still, that, that makes sense to finish that one yeah. and then not start any other projects. And like you said, they're making sure to treat their employees right. Yeah. It, where and, it's just about, look, we know people want to see how it ends. Yeah, and I know with Rockstar, like, Rockstar has enough, like, power to be like, okay, we get it. We'll, we'll get better. Yeah. And then, of course, like, 
worst comes to worst, they're going to be like, you know what? Grand Theft Auto 6 took an extra year to make because you guys are complaining about how we treat our employees. But yeah, it's- and it's not like the game like fans are any better because you hear the thing with uh, the Sam Raimi suit for Spider-Man PS4. No. So fans are like demanding it when the, when it first came out as one of the suits that was supposed to come out. Yeah. And then they're like, when it, when the next DLC of suits came out, like, where is it? Where is it? And then they, they rushed to put out the this, this final one because it was actually going to come out eventually. Yeah. But they just had to put it out early as its own like separate package. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's like it's like gamer, and then like there's so there's also so many gamers who are just like, um, yeah. Finally, Red Dead Redemption. I'm gonna play it so hard. Oh man, these developers worked so hard, and it's just like thank you, Rockstar, thanking the company, not the people. Like it. Yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a bummer. Just, yeah, it's just like with any art form, there's gonna be people who are just like complete ingrates about it. Yeah. But still love the thing, but then are just like I mean, grateful about the people who work on it. It's the sausage party or a sausage fest situation yeah. where like sausage party, I think it was. Yeah, where like this yeah. is a sausage fest. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Hi guys. Can it me. be a fest with two people? It, it's <laughs> we're a duo now. <laughs> um, let me put my pants up again. Anyways, yeah, it's like I'm saying it's like that situation where it's um, you know, all the animators weren't really like credited. But everyone loved the movie. Kind of how, yeah. like, right now, Red Dead is, like... Like, is it the highest praised game of the year? I think... I I would I would think so. Like, from all the... Re- like Metacritic gave it a 97 out of 100. Yeah, probably. So, but, but going off that, like, it is the critically... Most critically acclaimed game of the year. Not the game of the year. Yeah. Um... Because, you know, you have your old different choices. God of War, Spider-Man, you know, all... I honestly have never played... I, I, or I, I tried to play the first one, and honestly, it was just like... The second I got to horse controls, I'm like, I can't play this game. Uh, I can't fucking I lo- I play I love the, the first controls. one. Uh, I haven't gotten to the second one yet because I'm also... I spent a lot of money on other stuff that I'm like, I, I can wait on this. Yeah. Kind of the same way I, I waited on the last one where it's like... I wait until the greatest hits edition. Yeah. Or it's 20 bucks. Yeah. Like, it's fine. All right, so... um. That about covers that. Anything else you want to add? Uh, for this, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I really hope they, like, as weird as it sounds, I want them, I want the game creators to take a, a note from uh, Sakurai from um, Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah, Where yeah. He, basi- he basically worked himself to, like... <laughs> yeah, like, realize that... the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Like, In Japan, there's, like... That's cultural differences, though, because like I mean, in Japan, there's a, there's there's if, literally if, if, a if syndrome. You if, if you don't know, sorry guys, uh, uh, Masahiro Sakurai, the creator of the Smash Brothers series, um, worked himself sick on every Smash game. Yes, except yep. for the last one. I haven't heard anything about this last one, yep. but I know for both Brawl and Melee, like he worked through holidays, through weekends, four hours sleep and, nights. And, and like, it, there's a difference between like somebody forcing him to do that and him volunteering to do that himself. Yep. But still, like you, you're also looking at the cultural differences of America and Japan, where America were fighting for labor rights constantly, mm-hmm. and Japan is like kind of like you put your all into it and you you know and stuff like that and like in japan there's a disease that can kill people of just overwork yeah which i'm hoping doesn't happen to masahiro Sakurai. yeah it, like people can literally and and yet they still like like to to, to push for that kind of ideal work like style yeah anyway. which is like great because you know like just ending on this note like all his games all Smash games have been pers- consistently better than the last one. Yeah. Fuck all the people who are like, Melee's the best. Like, no. Oh, it dude, that, that's its own fucking yeah. episode. Of, but then also, yeah. I feel like we should do an episode on Melee one day. Uh, Probably, but <laughs> because I, I was so influenced by a Wizard and the Bruiser to make this podcast, I don't want to do every single topic they've done, and they've done they, Melee. They, okay, we can they've do totally Brawl. They've totally done Melee. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
If you guys ever listen to us, thank you. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's me again. Um, so, uh, what do you what do you want to talk about next? So, I want to talk about a, a little movie by the name of Hereditary. Yeah, so I never actually saw it, but you, you you told me a lot of good things about it. Okay, so first and foremost, I went in with th- this was the movie that I like was waiting for this entire year. Seeing the trailers, seeing like all the hype from Sundance, like I was fucking stoked. Walked in. Sat down in the movie, all the way till the end. I walked out being like, "All right, it's okay. It wasn't amazing. Well, maybe a seven, eight out of ten. But that was in May. It is, uh, you know, we're at the end of the year. That is the only movie that's been consistently on my mind. Like it, it, it has this effect on me. Like, that has been my approach to films lately. Is because I don't see films that often. I don't actually go to the movies that much. Um, so it's like. If a movie is sticking in my head, I'm like, okay, it might not have been good, but the fact that it's in my head says something. Yeah. That's been my like, approach. Like. I've seen a few movies this year. Like, I have I saw the Suspiria remake. I, like, you know, I, I saw a couple of the superhero films. Like, I saw a bunch of things, but Hereditary, like, even Hereditary is not my favorite movie of the year, though. My favorite movie of the year is, like, the Mr. Rogers documentary, mm-hmm. but Hereditary is the one that stuck with me the most. And it's the way it approached uh, not only horror films, but how it approached you know, mental illness because mm-hmm. and mental illness being hereditary. Yeah. Um, you know, movies like the Babadook and, you know, other like movies that deal like psycho have influenced the notion of like mental illness in the characters mm-hmm. of horror films. I think hereditary is going to be the breaking point where we're like finally, we have to stop making it a monster. Yeah. Yeah. And, but also if you're going to make it a monster, really go for it. Yeah. And, um, like, use, like, like don't do, like, oh, it's, like, just a giant creature with a hat. And I've heard it's gay? not the most scary also, <laughs> too. But it, it just, like, it does horror in a different way. It and I feel like I'm already of... seeing that because there was this trailer for that um, that movie about uh, the person who's, like, inhabited by another person. Have you seen the trailer? It was before the new Halloween. Um, it, it was, um, like, this little kid is talking to a therapist. is like, talking to the person that's, like, yeah. It, yeah, inhabiting his body or whatever. And then, like, it's just, like like see the the mother sees the child in the hallway it's like come here and then like when it walks up to it, it's like a full like grown person later it's yeah. like it's spooky looking so what i want to say here is like this is this movie i don't know if it's the highest grossing uh, horror film of the year i think that might be halloween i'm not entirely sure probably halloween uh but also i feel like hereditary had like a staying power oh for sure um but however what i want to say is like this year a24 uh released hereditary Mm -hmm. one of the two horror films they released the other one was slice which is like a comedy horror film about a Mm. werewolf pizza delivery guy both (laughs) movies it's we it's (laughs) yeah no it took me a second yeah no it's great uh but i actually have a horror movie to talk about now that you remind me though uh but what i'm getting at like we're finally gonna see horror films coming soon hopefully take the genre much more serious because i i think We've been sticking since, you know, the mid 2000s, we've been sticking on this notion of like, let's add comedy to horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in however great these movies well, like Zombieland, so Shaun the Dead, while, like, that we Trick or Treat. It. Yeah, like we need this, but sometimes we just need that like punch to the gut where it's just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Like yeah. we need that moment. And n- this movie brought me, gave me so many oh shit moments. Um, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's a scene involving Charlie. Um, <laughs> and if you've, like, if you've seen the movie, like, you, I'm probably not going to, you can go ahead and I'm going to spoil it for everyone. She, um, okay. So she's at a party with her older brother who like brings her along to this high school party. She's like 
10. Mm-hmm. She eats like a candy um, and she goes into an, uh, like a, a diabetic seizure in the mm-hmm. car. So like the brother rushes her to like the, the hospital and she's like seizing up and then like, the back of the car, she like opens the window and sticks her head out because she's like, she's choking. Um, and while he's driving, like frantically, get your head back in the car, head back in the car. A deer comes or like an animal comes up in front of them. He moves, he swerves, he doesn't hit the car or anything, but there's a telephone pole. And her head's outside, and she gets boom. decapitated. Wow. Yeah. It's, and you know, you watch the trailer and you think, like, oh, this character's gonna stay till the end. Yeah. This is the first 20 minutes. And it's just like, it's the biggest plot twist of the year next to anything the good place did. But, like, sorry, let me finish. Yeah. Um, the, the scene ends with like him just sitting in the car, realizing what the fuck just happened, and going home, just like very, like, a thousand a thousand yard stare like sitting in the car and like looking at the at the rear room mirror and then looking back down just like yeah like the body's still there yeah so he like shuts the car goes to his bed kind of lays in bed catatonic and then the scene goes into the morning he's still in the same position and all you hear is tony collette as the mother screaming and then the next shot you see charlie's head on the road being uh infested by ants oh it is, like I said, it's, it's a ed- very fucked up style. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, it's um, because well, now it just reminds me because I want to talk about a horror movie that I didn't originally have on my list here because I wasn't sure how influential it'll actually be, but I'm starting to like realize that like we're kind of we're kind of in a place where horror just will take anything kind of mm-hmm. if that makes sense because we it, horror has been in a rut for like decades. Yeah. Um, there's some hits, but like we just overall, we we're not hitting the same chords that we used to hit with horror. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, Chelsea and I saw Hellfest. Yeah, you've mentioned this in the Halloween episode. Yeah, and um, I, I don't think I, I I delved into it deep enough, but like the thing I think that really stuck with me, the thing that like fucked me up was that it's set, like I said, it's set jump scares as the backdrop. They're mm-hmm. at a Halloween horror nights type festival, and so. Jump scares are happening all over. They're walking through a maze. Oh, somebody gets stabbed. Oh, it's just a it's just a scene thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so it's scaring you with all of those, or it, it, it's it's getting you used to this like this heightened sense of jump scared like readiness kind so of. So when it actually happens. So when it actually happens, you don't notice it, and then like you're literally just like blank stare watching somebody get stabbed in the gut, the same way that the character is, and you're you're just in the sense of like. Oh my god! Somebody just died in front of me, and I didn't feel a thing. And then I left. And now, like the more I think about it, I'm like, wow, that really fucked with my brain because it's making me not care about somebody's death it's, it's in a different way yeah. than just yeah. It's not just desensitizing either. It was literally just like it, it was. It was more just like, oh my god, I feel terrible on the inside, not in the fear center of my brain, but in the my gut. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. I just didn't care that that happened. Yeah. And not because the movie was bad. It has its flaws. But it was just like, oh my God. And then also like a couple of times where it didn't do a jump scare and just had somebody show up. Mm-hmm. It, it was so frightening because it's like literally somebody just walks into the person's, like it, it into the person's view. Slowly, slowly, they're trapped. Yeah. There's no jump scares to do. It's literally just like, that's scary to watch somebody approaching you with a knife. Yeah. And you can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, but going back to Hereditary, like the like the final thing that I want, like we already hit it on, like hit the nail on the head. Um, it's, I want horror films to start doing that again. They want, don't present it as a comedy. Present it as a, as a true horror film. Like I know the main, like 
a tagline with this movie like it's the scariest movie since The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Uh, Exorcist isn't like that scary, in my opinion. But it is it's not. Relent- Exorcist's themes are scary, but it's yeah, the movie it's, itself is. But I want a movie as relentless as this. Yeah. Uh, because my only big complaint about this movie is the ending, how it just becomes like you can see it from a mile away. Like it's. Well, a- didn't you tell me the Evil Dead reboots like that? It's just relentless. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, that's also coming from a place of comedy. Like, yeah. Like that's a re- like reboots are different. I think mm. the last good horror film was The Witch. Yeah. And that is a very 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 slow burn of a film Mm. like and actually if you watch hereditary and the witch it's you're hitting both like it's the same thing but yeah hereditary is great if you ever watch it i apologize for the spoiler i'll Uh, probably forget it if i do (laughs) yeah but it's like we when you watch it though you're like you're stunned yeah because it's like oh shit but the like the main my main complaint has always been like it's just another movie about satanism (laughs) because that's what the movie's about like it's yeah. yeah, um, so I guess the just trying to keep it with uh, st- sticking to the theme of the last one that was talked about. We, let's talk about you talked about a movie, I'll talk about a movie into the Spider Verse. Uh, I know you haven't seen it yet, I, I will yeah. try not to ruin anything about it. Um, because I don't uh, the way it's going to influence movies isn't ruining the plot or anything, it's just like the way it's animated that's clearly yeah. going to affect all animated movies. Like the second the trailer came out, every like animator artist i follow on twitter is like this is gonna be referenced for years yeah and watching it a couple of the things they attempt to do don't keep up like 100 because it's new and it's it's it, like they're they're not it's not something that we have mastered yet you know right because like there's a couple times which is like okay they made the frame rate like normal in this scene and then like okay the the coloring is really weird yeah but, but not so like bad it still looks great it's just like what it's like okay clearly we're still new to this yeah. and that just tells me oh somebody's gonna come along Probably also Sony, because um, because didn't Sony also animate? No, it was WB. But was it a Sony studio that did um, uh, the Lego Movie? That's Warner Brothers. Okay, maybe okay. Anyway. But like we've done this kind of stepped animation before. But I think like the way that Spider Verse does it, that makes it like it, because the thing the the problem with 3D is that like it would look better in 2D. Most Disney 3D movies, CG movies. Would look better in two D animation. I know you wanted to watch Chicken Little in two D. I'm like, listen, <laughs> you, you know I, what I mean. Like, like past this moment. Like, as beautiful as things are, they're so stale with uh, with CG animation. This yeah. is coming in and saying like, okay, um, I remember one of the quotes I read um, uh, on uh, the guy who wrote the completely serious comics. Um, yeah. Jesse something. Yeah, yeah. Jesse something. Uh, I, I totally forget his last name, but uh, he said something like, "This movie, this is what you do three D animation. Make it only uh, able to do it in three D. Like, make it." Don't don't let 3D just be the cheaper choice. Be it like we can I mean, only do this movie in a 3D style. It's the notion of like how early 2D films were made, like cartoon yeah. films, because you could only make like you know watching stuff like early uh, you know Disney like shorts and like Warner Brothers and then the Max Fleischer stuff. Like that can only be done in cartoons. Like yeah, that's the reason why you make cartoons because you do things. Yeah, that- like so this movie made the choice of we're gonna do it in 3D. But we're gonna do it a way that you couldn't do it in also better in two D. Yeah, that, that's what I, that that is what I think is gonna be referenced and copied and influenced by for years. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, that movie's gonna change animation in terms of CG animation. Interesting. Uh, I mean, I still that's like I there's a couple of movies I want to finish out the year with. Like that's there the favorites there. Like, you know, I just want to I like those are my like before the year ends. Like those are my two movies that I want to watch. Yeah. Um. That aside, though, I do want to go into, you know, we're already talking about superhero films. Um, let's talk about the 
like I was looking it up too. Uh, the biggest box office hit of the year. Oh yeah, which was Black Panther. Yeah. Um. So did Infinity War ever? Um. No, I thought Wonder Woman beat that eventually. Wonder Woman. Yeah. What are you talking about? Beat beat biggest superhero. Oh, oh no, 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 of the no, year. Current, yeah. Of the year. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, I I, th- I still think uh, the first Avengers has it. I don't yeah. think Wonder Woman has it. Yeah, I think Infinity War beat it though, didn't it? Uh, maybe I think so. Yeah. But anyways, no. Uh, what I'm getting at is uh, Black Panther. Um, first and foremost, I'm gonna talk to the about the elephant in the room. Black superhero film. Like this is pretty, we needed it. We needed it. Um, it's obviously we have like other we've you mean had the Rhino in the room by the way. <laughs> Uh, sorry no okay no but but what i want to get at is like we've had black superheroes before or black superhero films Mm -hmm. we've had you know your blade and whatnot that's all i can think of right now yeah um but it's like it's important to know that this movie is gonna like right now the oscars haven't been announced at all right this is the one that like everyone's like gunning for to be nominated for best picture will it win no no but will it be nominated like it's it's become this thing where like the golden globes finally took a a superhero film put it in the drama section like this movie is it's getting so much clout the 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 only thing like and i love black panther um i love a lot of the design aspects Mm -hmm. i love a lot of the um, The storytelling is simple yeah the the first two acts are great third act yeah eh, on everything in the third act in terms of like the story the effects go really bad in the third act for some reason and then uh yeah anyway but um, the, uh, the thing that I heard about it, or not I heard about it, the thing that I heard said about it and that I agreed with after I saw, after I heard it was, it's a better political drama than it is a superhero movie. I think so. In, in the same way how, like, Winter Soldier is a political... Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, in, like, in that case, like, so, sorry, I'm just going all over the place with Black Panther. That's fine. This movie, I, I think, has the potential to, like, stay with us. Like, it's, it's the groundwork of what... For sure. superhero films should be seen well, as because remember what happened with the dark knight like once the dark knight came out like we all started going for like you know most people saw like oh grittiness but we all want like real serious issues yeah because i was talking to um my roommate about this how the dark knight take away batman being a superhero make him a uh you know a crooked cop yeah take away joker being joker make him a psychopath yeah the movie is a, a a political like you know it's it's a crime drama yeah Black Panther, you know, you can change things about it and it can still be, you know, like a political thriller, as you call yeah. it. And, and I think the the thing about Black Panther is um, in the same way that Wonder Woman was literally like Warner Brothers did not put out any marketing beyond the basic trailers for Wonder poster. Woman. Yeah, for Wonder Woman. And the poster, like, well, I didn't see that often. Yeah, because, you know, there's the uh, there's the believed uh, um notion that a female-led superhero movie won't sell well right um and you know there's history of that because of like catwoman and uh electra doing terribly in the original supergirl yeah and that's because nobody behind it was like passionate about it um but like this completely defied all expectations i think it actually did beat avengers for the biggest superhero movie ever Mm -hmm. uh and because like everybody online was like you have to see this movie so that we can have more yeah we feel which i know like wonder yeah, and I'm talking about that just because, like, in in relation to Black Panther, it's the same thing. It's like, we need this movie that is just a very black movie, a very mm-hmm. culturally relevant, a very, like, very thematic piece. Yeah. We need that to do well, and it did. 
And we, that's going to change a lot just by its success alone. And not talking about like the themes or whatever the movie yeah. did and storytelling style. The success of it alone is going to change a lot. No, because like my main... Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Uh, like, let's... Because I want to talk about the people like... Where, when you saw Black Panther in theaters. Yeah. Was your theater like mine where it's predominantly black? And like... I honestly wasn't came, paying attention. Okay, so like I like look... After the, the fucking attack at uh, for Batman for Dark Knight Rising, yeah. I have to like I want I need to be worried of my my scenario. Uh, going into Black Panther, so many people in the black community were wearing dashikis and like I w- I was just astounded like yeah. how happy and jo- jovial they were. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just they were cheering at every single moment. It is yeah. the closest thing I've had to like to to like a midnight screening of a movie like I've, i didn't go to a midnight screening like this i went to a sold i remember out. a lot of the energy in the in the just, theater for there was sure so much energy and yeah. it, it's like it's the difference the, between like it, it like it, it definitely felt like the difference between seeing a comedian live and and just listening to comedians out you know you, you had this yeah. energy it, it was like the screen was working off our energy and vice versa yeah you know? and and i it's like you like you you want to be part of this audience because you understand like these these are people who are not represented in these types of movies, aside from like joke characters or you know like background like sidekicks. Exactly. Like it's even to Marvel's own like to own thing. Like I love Winter Soldier. Falcon is just like a sidekick in that one. Oh, for sure. Like it like Marvel didn't get their shit together until this, and now we're like oh, like I, I'm really hoping that we get more push, which it looks like we are because we're getting an Asian superhero, an actual Asian superhero. No, that's not fucking Iron Fist. And like, uh, there's in, it's in development right now. I oh, forget okay. what it is. Uh, and of course, we have Captain Marvel next year. Yeah, where like, and Wonder Woman had to walk so you know uh, Captain Marvel could uh, run. Like, yeah, yeah. But what I want to get at is like, they, they announced it before Wonder Woman, but still, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, same th- like Warner Brothers kind of had the first announcement of a black superhero because they had yeah. Cyborg announced first. Yeah. But then Black Panther was like, uh, you guys are taking forever. Let's do yeah. this. Um, but what I want to get at is like, it's also running with this notion of like. The creator is creating something like purposely black. Yeah. Ryan Coogler created Black Panther purposely black. The the soundtrack is like, you know, it's it's hip hop, but it's also African music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now like obviously you saw that with um what's it called like, like Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Patty Jenkins, a woman, you know, predominantly of a movie that's predominantly female. Granted it has male writers, but like we're obviously gonna see it with uh Captain Marvel where it's like female director um female led female writers like i want just continuations of this because i'm so sick and tired of hollywood giving it to like giving all these like very uh, diverse films or like projects more white writers um yeah i i think you're right i think like and we're seeing it more you know yeah. we, we we already are we already saw it like after black panther came out we're already seeing it and it's gonna just get better and better of like we are getting these cultural these cultural specific movies being made by the cultural specific group you but know? it's but the thing is it's not they're not directed at just a certain culture exactly they're widespread exactly because black panther like well, when my screening had a, a bunch of like African Americans like cheering on the movie, there was a lot of white people really cheering on. Yeah. a lot of Hispanics like myself. It was cheering just on. fun. It was a like fun like they movie. just made a fun movie and they put a a a normally left out of these movies group at the center of it. It's the same way how I remember watching Get Out. Mm-hmm. Like Get Out, granted, Get Out was like made a lot of white people uncomfortable. Yeah, but <laughs> but at the same time, it's like we all got together and like grouped behind the main character and the director and like we were just like 
cheering yeah. this spectacle of a movie that it, Wonder Woman was the same like that war scene that's like everybody was cheering in that yeah you know? granted my, my main uh, fret with Wonder Woman is the third act also which oh, is... it, it, the third act of every superhero movie is bad like we have to yeah. talk about that like yeah um so um that that there it, is one third act of a movie that I really like that's uh, a big snap of sorts um, <laughs> yeah um that that we're kind of sharing this one because like um we, we kind of have a I guess like a lot to say about it um both yeah, yeah. just watches like spend maybe five minutes on this and not come back <laughs> to <laughs> probably <laughs> probably um so do you want to save for the end because that's a good one and one on bro I just made a really good fucking segue but um infinity war um to so, beyond to infinity war and beyond war <laughs> honestly like I, I i only have like one major thing to say how this will probably affect movies uh coming coming forward is because i think we're officially like going back to what you're talking about the dark knight we are officially kind of out of the needs to be gritty movie mm-hmm. and thor ragnarok kind of marked that was that we now we're in like okay let's just have fun with the superhero yeah. movie you know i think taika watiti yeah and so uh, we're kind of in this new kind of fun superhero age. And so I think like, it, like, because there's always two, I feel like in terms of like main action movies, there's always kind of two levels going on. There's always the satire going on. And then there's always like the new version of whatever our action movie um, kind of notion yeah. is. So when it comes to Avengers, I think what Avengers is doing for other superhero movies that aren't going to be jokey is it's just kind of making this, it's literally snapping the end of a certain type of superhero movie and i think afterwards we're gonna get a lot of like we're gonna get a lot of very specific types of superhero movies in terms of like um there's gonna be uh movies that are not afraid to kill characters major characters you know we're not going back to gritty i think we're just getting a a superhero movie that is not taking itself seriously both in the comedic sense and in the sense of like look what happens when we kill our main character halfway through the um halfway through the story yeah so Uh, we're gonna get some crazy superhero and i think we're gonna get original ones i don't yeah i I, I think we're done with the notion of like like doing like big screen adaptions of Mm -hmm. stuff like uh i mean like honestly the bit like one movie that led the way to that would be logan last year well actually that um real quick that just reminds me because like like, look at what actually dc is doing when they realize they can't keep up with marvel because they they keep you know stepping on their own feet but instead of he's like let's just make the worlds of dc universe or whatever and now they're just making whatever the fuck movies with whatever the fuck continuity yeah clearly like we're we're in an age where superhero movies aren't taking themselves seriously and we literally had to have a movie that took itself so seriously snap the end of itself yeah like into non-existence yeah. To, to, to literally be like, look, we have to stop, like, making every single superhero movie, like, this pillar of seriousness and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was a weird way to describe it. No, but, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I understand. Like, I, I think for me, the biggest influence is, like, this should be, in, like, something that every superhero movie should learn now. Stop trying to keep up with Marvel. Like, this is, like, it. This is a new starting point. Yeah. This is not just for Marvel's, this, for Marvel's starting point. This is... This should be DC's starting point. This should be mm. like, well, like whatever the fuck's happening with every other like comic book stuff. Yeah. Learn from this. Like they're willing to kill off their characters. Abandon your heroes. Has Abandon been, your heroes. I mean, start <laughs> moving forward. Ever since we started like liter- like every learning that every single terrible man in Hollywood did some shit. The 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 motto of our of our um generation has been abandon your heroes. Oh yeah, no, I mean, and this movie literally did that. It told you, hey, look at your favorite heroes. He's dead. <laughs> Although my favorite thing, just going back to Black Panther, is uh, during the snap, um, I actually watched it twice uh, in theaters. I watched it with my little brother, who saw Black Panther with me in theaters a second time, because mm-hmm. I watched it two times. Um, 
<coughs> was um when everyone was dying, like Doctor Strange, oh no, he's dead. Spider Man, oh no, he's dead. Like you know, all these people are dead. Black Panther, oh fuck. <laughs> My um, little brother turned to me. He's like, what the hell? no? What the heck? Another thing I'm realizing too is that like they're literally they're literally killing off their old guard because. It's pretty obvious what the plot of the next one is going to be is that they're using the time stone to go back. Yeah, and I already heard like a rumor. And whatever, whatever, yeah. time stones, whatever. But in order to, probably in order to save everyone, they have to get rid of themselves. So that's why all of the old guard superheroes are still around at the yeah. end of Infinity War. Because then when they die, or at the end of Infinity... Uh, you get the new Avengers. Endgame, yeah, all the new people are going to stay. All the people are gone. All those people are Which, off like, contract. That's the thing that I want to get Their contracts only did. So... Yeah, yeah but, but that's what I want to get at. Like, now we're going to have, going back to the diversity thing. Yeah. Like, like there's, that's that rumor going around that we're going to have a Miss Marvel movie. Like, a Kamala, like Kamala Khan movie. Like, ever heard that rumor? Like, Kevin Feige mentioned that he wants to make that yeah. happen. That would work better as a street-level TV series, in my opinion. No, but, but, okay, I understand that. But I what I want to get at is now we're, like, we're getting rid of the old guard, pretty white old guard. Yeah. We're gonna get like this these new. They're kids. Brian Michael Bendising the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, but like we're like we're getting. I hope we're gonna get all these like diverse things going on. In, Me too. In, I, in movies, so now we're like we we have kids now like of different you know paths of life yeah. looking at stuff like that's just like me. That's like me too. Yeah. Like I, I want that. Well, um, that uh, that that kind of just like a brief talk about. Have you watched Craig of the Creek yet? Not yet, no. Um, the, there's literally a great episode where um, he's playing video games with his dad. He's playing like an old fighting video game, and uh, the the dad picks um uh, uh you know the character is uh, black, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the dad picks like w- the the black character in the fighting video game. It's like I like him because he looks like me. It's like that's like you. They just put it on paper what the show is trying to do, you know, yeah. and that's great. I mean, it's yeah, like it's I don't know where to go from this. Like I just want more representation like that. Like it's. Yeah, I think it's like me being fat and wanting to play with E Honda. <laughs> I think sorry, so, I'm not that fat. So anyway, so what Infinity War I think is doing is exactly what we think it is. It's that it's pushing out the old guard. So it's like, hey, look, let's let's just abandon what we all know about our superheroes and just kind of do what we need in this time. Yeah, or me being shirtless and playing Banjo Kazooie. You know, there's a lot of things now that I'm going off this thing. <laughs> Sir, I'm not editing that out. Anyway, so um, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add about uh, Infinity War? Uh, to Infinity War and Beyond War. <laughs> I don't know whose turn it is. You want to go? Uh, I, I, I was Infinity War. I think I chose my three topics. Uh, okay. Um, so uh, two cartoon things I want to talk about. I think are my last things are um, let's start with Steven, Steven Universe. Steven Which Universe. I haven't kept up with since. Well, uh, but you know what happened, right? They did a big thing. They had a lesbian wedding on TV for like to put in front of young uh, children's yeah. eyes. You know, yeah. so, which is a huge thing, and, and you know. Compare it all you want to what happened with Voltron, but, like, the fact is, like, we just had this moment in pop culture history, in just, like, like society's history, where somebody fought to put this representation on TV to tell kids, you're not um, for adults only if you uh, are, if you are gay, if you are... Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's one of those notions, like, growing up, like you'd have to go through like the depths of like MTV animation or like exactly or adult swim to understand or comedy central stuff, like to understand like, Oh cool. Like there's lesbians and gay people in this. Yeah. Like, and now it's becoming a thing where like just normal cartoons for kids are happening. Like, yeah, like granted before Steven universe, 
Clarence, like, intro- like weirdly enough, they, yeah. they introduced a first, like, the first married couple, which yeah. was, like, two women raising one of the main characters. Yeah. Um, and now we have, like, this kind of, th- this pinnacle of, of a romantic relationship between two, uh, two between a non-straight couple. Mm-hmm. Um just on on TV right there for your face. Like, <laughs> and they're getting married. Like, yeah. it's, uh, and it's important enough. Like, I, uh, it's, I, I it's don't between know. Ruby and Sapphire, by the way. I don't right, know. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, great Pokemon games. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, no, like, like what I want to get at is, uh, I haven't kept up with it, uh, obviously for different reasons. Um, my main thing is like, how important is this episode to the rest of the series? Do they reference it enough? Because I know, like, one thing that I keep reading online is it's that... It's important because the end of the... Ep- it's a big special, and the end of the special has thing having to do with a big, big, like, plot thing. Okay, so that's what I want to get at. Yeah. It's it's kind of forcing people, parents, like, it, to, like, forcing this episode to air... A little bit, but other, I wouldn't call it forcing. Places. I just say it as they're attaching the kind of... Uh, the story substance. They're uh, They're adding this little bonus side dish of... And also, while you're watching, while you while you're listening, while you're waiting to see how the story develops, here's the thing that's very important that I wanted to put on screen for young viewers. So, like my okay, so my main thing, what I was what I was trying to get at is like this show is, er, airs in third world countries. There's episodes that they're, are they're censoring. They're yeah. censoring. It, unfortunately, there is, but uh, um, like it, regardless, like it, the fact that America is getting it is still no, no, amazing. But, okay, but what I'm actually getting at is like. It's important to have, like, as weird as it is, like, sneak in important things for the plots for other people to realize, like, this episode's important because, not just because of this, like, they're getting married, there's plot stories that otherwise you're deleting this and you're, like... You're making a fool out of yourselves in your own country. Yeah, it's 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 it happened with Pokemon a couple of times when they had to censor stuff. Um, Yeah, 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 Uh, and Sailor Moon too. You mean the the cousins? Uh, but yeah, so anyway, um, that's I, I, that's a huge step for cartoons. It, I mean, it really you, is. You know what for, also would be a huge step? Like, it's also Adventure Time did that. Well, yeah, I was going to get into that because my, 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 <laughs> my final topic was Adventure Time. And one of the things that was big about the finale, um, uh, before I get into like the major thing, was that... Was Lemon Garb and... Uh, uh, <laughs> Kiss, no, it was, right? the, uh, was the Princess Bubblegum and Marceline Kiss. It, yeah. it wasn't quite as direct... Um, because I think they hadn't approved this as like, you know, the, the production of that, I think actually went into before the Steven universe stuff. Yeah. Um, anyways, but it wasn't as direct, but it's still important that it was that there, you know, yeah, that I it mean, was it's... confirming that like, Hey, look, it's not obscene for two non-straight people to be in love, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, my my favorite thing is like someone's online said like this is a big fuck you like to parents like oh no these kids who grew up with Adventure Time like they all thought like Finn was gonna end up with one of these characters oh the two characters like they would ship with Finn they kissed oh no we're gonna cancel the show last episode you can't do it anymore yeah <laughs> like that's yeah. my favorite the, thing the, yeah so um but but um the, all that stuff is so important but I think um Adventure Time ending not the finale specifically but the fact that it's ending is pretty big for cartoons because. It changed animation. We talked about this in our Adventure Time episode. Yeah. Is that it changed animation, and now with it ending, its ending is actually its own influential piece of pop culture because now it's like, well, what's the guiding light? What's the thing that kind of like is setting this example of what cartoons are going to yeah. be? And we still have some of them around. You yeah. know, um, uh, Steven Universe is still around, but even then, Steven Universe was doing its own thing 
after like it, it kind of tricked us into thinking it was another Adventure Time styled show. Yeah. And then it kind of went its own direction. So I think Steven Universe is going to be the next guiding light, but not I, not directly. It's going to be the the middle ground between I, the next like I major. Think so, thing. but like I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't think Steven Universe like I. I Listen. No, I understand. I, I, I like the show. I, I like the show a lot. I like what it's doing. I really enjoy that it's bringing all these people together. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that big. Like, it, just it's, because it's of... unfortunately not outside of its own fandom. Yeah. But all I was saying was that, like, that's a good, um, that's a good midway point yeah. between whatever the next big thing is going to be in animation as a whole. Yeah. I, and, wa- I want that yeah. next big big thing to be influenced by both Adventure Time and Steven Universe and be as big as Adventure yeah. Time. But it just like I wanted to talk about how the ending of Adventure Time is going to influence next year because it's probably already happening just because but we don't know because animation takes right. a while and they're all under NDAs. But <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like I think in the next year we're going to see stuff that's like well, now that Adventure Time's over, we don't have to be like, or not not half, but like, we, that's not our only reference for what modern TV animation is going to be. So we're going to see a lot of new stuff that I think is going to be the last, like, remnants of Adventure Time. And then also we're going to see you know what I really some hope? new stuff. Like, you know I think I... we're going to get one big series that comes out soon that's going to be like, holy shit. You know what I really want to see? maybe, even. Uh, I, would, I would almost say, like, Mystery Train. That one that's or Infin- yeah Infinity um, Train yeah yeah I think I really hope like that's becomes the next big one because that's very um that seems like it's a culmination of a lot of different things it yeah seems like it's Gravity Falls it seems like it's Adventure Time yep. I think it's gonna be like okay now we're finally back on like like a little bit of over the garden wall like there's like things yeah. going into this so I so really I think that's that also gonna be one. another midway though I don't yeah. think that's be- no, because I, I because like look at the style it's still very much Adventure Time influence kind of like slash regular show like, yeah yeah the end of regular so, show. but I, I'm saying like something is just gonna come in and hit everything with a big ripple wave you know so uh, I don't know what that is it's Ducktales but <laughs> but the fact <laughs> well I mean honestly that's actually what we're talking about real quick but the fact that like Adventure Time is ending it just means that like well now there's a vacuum of power like we we yeah we, there's something new is gonna come along and do what Adventure Time did for Cartoon Network yeah. Uh, or another network. Um, but uh, funny enough, DuckTales and um, the the Tangled series and uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, those are all doing new things with animation. Mm-hmm. They're doing halfway Flash, halfway traditionally animated. Yeah. Which and, is going to is gonna be the new big thing. It already is. And the thing is, like, I love that they're also focused on writing. Like, yeah. That, that to oh, me is, I like... I miss that so much in animation, honestly. Because, like, I was going back through old uh, DuckTales episodes. They're not, like, the best written they're stuff. Not. They're yeah. just, like, uh, it's just fodder for children. Yeah. But... At the end of the day, like you hear about these plot lines and Ducktales and TMNT, like it, it all like these yeah. are people who were influenced by all these. Yeah, because like shows. honestly, like and I think this is actually what the new Shira is going to influence in the coming year is because oh yeah because oh, fuck I forgot about Shira because yeah. that, that's going to influence a lot in terms of diversity and um, representation and redefining the princess. That thing is actually super important mm. because they're defining the princess back to what Princess Leia did. You know, it's like. The princess is not just like there to be saved. The princess is a person of action who helps their freaking like kingdom and, and like flies, kicks butt. And, and then flies in space when their sp- spaceship is exploded. <laughs> but um, besides that, I think like animation storytelling wise, I think like, oh my God, thank God. It's like Saturday morning action. Not like old Saturday morning, but like our generation Saturday morning where like mm-hmm. uh, it might not have actually been on Saturday, but like show action shows that are a half hour long and actually have an overarching story and like good ass action writing yeah, but see, it, because it's, it's, I've missed that so much. We, yeah, but we've been on such a string see, of comedy first action later. See, I get that, but I like, I, I, I think Shira has been strangely influenced by Castlevania. Oh, because, for sure. Like, I think that's important. That's another to, important thing, but that was last year. That was so last year. Yeah. It's fine. But like what I'm getting as like, 
Shira is making it accessible for children to watch oh, yeah. and like finally have their show instead of like because Castlevania is for adults obviously yeah. and we we needed that as adults because yeah. we were so fucking sick and tired of the Family Guy like exactly yeah, like Peter like I said it was, really it was from last year I'm but sorry, like guys. honestly I am such like an advocate for we need Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or what have you styled shows but animated yeah. like it's like the animation is not a genre it's a it's a medium so it's like i really want just like can we just get like the most badass action show for adults that's not just about cursing and drinking and is beautifully animated and it's just like i just want like a cowboy bebop made in america you know yeah not, you know what i mean like not specifically like, that, you but, want something like that um yeah. like another thing that i want to talk about like since you br- you brought up my hero um for a split second like i i also like that akatsuko was slightly influential i i yeah. hope that it'll become slightly influential because now we're getting to this notion like granted i love that everything my hero is doing oh yeah and i i really want to get into it i haven't got the time yet but i like what akatsuko is doing in the way where like it's just modernizing like not modernizing but just making everything grounded like yeah. we don't like i i love Grant, I love everything anime's doing. <laughs> I love DBZ. I love Sailor Moon. I like. I love what my hero's no, doing. No, no, Slice of Life anime. I want Slice of We've Life. We've been getting a lot of those lately. Yeah, but, um, but it's... I want it to become big. And Agretsuko, as weirdly as it is, like, it's Hello Kitty-ish. So, like... Same company, who, yeah. People who don't like anime will look at this and be like, oh, it's just a little cartoon. And yeah. then they'll be like, oh, I relate. I think, okay... And looking at Japan as the animation example to follow is what America kind of really needs to start doing is because look at what they have. They have thousands of genres for you. Like if you want slice of life, you've got slice of life. If you want kids slice of life, you've got kids slice of life. If you want adult slice of life, you've got if you want teenage slice of life, so on and so forth. That was a really good one a few years ago. Uh, My love story. I don't know if you ever got around to watching it. It's like no, this I'm big thinking. hulking guy oh, falling yeah, yeah, in love I know with the like one. their yeah. very petite girl. Yeah, yeah. So, so like it, it has so many genres. It's for every age from young kid to teenager to adult that like it, it amazes me that when you compare that to America, it's like it's 90% kids animation, then 10% adult animation. And almost every single bit of that 10% is just, haha, family guy, we're drinking and cussing. Look what we can do. Cause it's an adult show with the exception of Castlevania. Yeah. With the, it, Castlevania. And then like a couple years back, spawn was like just an, Oh fuck. But see, that, that's the thing. Just an action about. show that's animated. Like, think about what, how long ago did Spawn come out? That was like 99. Yeah. Like, like there's so the few far gap, between. See, yeah. yeah I, we need to fill that gap more. Yeah. Uh, and I like again. I want that to be like to happen because the cool thing about Agatsuko happening, like I like I want more slice of life stuff. Hopefully, like TN- TBS finally gets the message and releases close enough because that looks like slice yeah. of life stuff, and we need stuff like it's that. It's still an animated sitcom though, because the the ten percent of adult animation that there is is animated sitcom or yeah. sketch show. Yeah, but I just, I want something like I don't want people to be inspired by family guy i think we've had enough of those shows oh yeah um you know like as much as i love bob's burgers that's an influence from oh family bob's guy. burgers is, is is officially at simpson status now it's it's so repetitive yeah like we've you've talked to me uh, behind closed doors about this <laughs> yeah anyway so um i, I think we're just going we're, i think we're going places cool places with animation soon yeah with everything that's come out i think like maybe i should have just said that with like all the new animation that's come out in 2018 specifically Mm -hmm. be it a new season of something or um a new original show or whatever um i think everything that's coming out is 
pushing us towards a new place of animation within yeah. the next maybe three years. Yeah. You know. I mean, I just I, I, I like I think I think with the success of Castlevania season two. I think Netflix is going to be like, wow, we should maybe fund like an. I mean, that's why they're bringing back Star Wars. Like, uh, yeah. okay, so like that's my thing. We're like, this year, this past year, we got the announcement that Star Wars Clone Wars is coming back. Yeah. Not your Clone Wars, uh, you know, the one that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I love the the Gendy well, one. Even Samurai Jack itself was an adult animated show that yeah. wasn't a sitcom. Right, but what I'm getting the, at the, is like, the 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 season five, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Five. But but what I'm getting at is like, I want. Like, Star Wars is coming back, obviously, and it's important because, like, they realize, like, because I don't know how big Rebels was. Yeah. Rebels, like, from what I saw, was, like, geared as a comedy, and then, like... It's a little Disney-ish. It's a Disney-ish. Yeah. But then, obviously, Clone Wars, like, the Cartoon Network run, they realize, like, oh, there's, oh, like, yeah. there's like heavy topics, and, like, people are dying, like, yeah. left and right from, like, actual things, and it becomes a political drama in Star Wars. Well, um, and I, I want... Yeah. And luckily, Disney's bringing that back with the exact same team, and... Yeah. Like going back, like going forward, I want this to be an example too, where like people are willing to take risks again to make it a in seri- animation, general. a, a yeah, serious yeah. thing. Yeah, because you know, as much as I love Adventure Time, regular show, Steven Universe, it's just like we we have been in a bit of a rut of animation in terms of it all being kind of one thing. The boys' action genre, as it used to be called, is yeah. dead. Kind of, yeah. Like it, it people has been stop de- buying toys. Well, yeah, it, it's it's a little bit about that, but it, it's also just like, oh yeah, obviously people don't stop, have stopped buying toys, but that has resulted in like every single show has to be whatever show you are imagining. If you're pitching something, it has to be comedy and then whatever idea for the show you had. It yeah. can't be any other way, and that it kind of bummed me out honestly because I really like like serious animated shows. I loved yeah. Justice League, Young Justice. See, Young from- Justice saw the end of it, honestly. Yeah, and it's coming back now, and it's clearly probably going to be for adults in the way that they're pitching on DC Universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but, I think we're headed there. It's just going to be a real slow marathon. See, like one of my like ideas that I keep ruminating, uh, r- like rummaging through my head about is like I want to make a show. Uh, you know, started like start pitching my shit here, but like, I wanted to make a show. <laughs> I mean, about, it's probably the same idea I have. You yeah, know? like I wanted to make a show where it's like, you know, like you know how you just mentioned half comedy, half action. Like I wanted to be half size life half action like yeah. that was like my like i grew up loving stuff like fully Cooly, yeah and i wanted something like that less you know aggressively like artistic but just well, even twin peaks is a little bit that where it's it's sometimes something of an action i mean something of a thriller at mm-hmm. points um but it's also a slice of life but it's also a, you know it mixed yeah. genres that aren't normally mixed together yeah is how i, I, I want to see that happen yeah and, like, like that was my idea 100% for the same thing. like every every idea i've had for any animated series i'm like i want this to be an adult animated series it's not gonna happen right now but you know like see like you think that like i i want my show to like to other kids to watch and be like you know like kind of relate like talk about like oh man that was really good like i yeah. a lot of stuff went over my head and then re-watching like, I want people to be like, oh, whoa, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, and, we, and we've kind of been on tangents of this is the last thing I'll say, but it's like, you know, uh, um, action and uh, animation is expensive, a little bit more expensive than, um, oh, no, I won't say that because I don't think I, I know that well enough. But anyway, action animation is kind of dead because the merch doesn't sell as well. They don't, like, toys don't sell as well. But yeah. look at where we are now. We're in a pop culture boom where everybody goes to Hot Topic or Box Lunch or whatever to buy their favorite t-shirt or something and they'll spend a ton of money on it. Like, you need to get in on that game. Is that, like, it, it, toys it's, can't be the only option now. Well, let, let, There's so many other options going to, off like, that, fund the show. Yeah, you know? going off that, like, I know it's much to your uh, to your ire, like, Funko is doing that. Like, Oh, for sure. Like, like, like clearly that's, like, that's how you have to go now, is you have to go with the collector's merchandise versus mm-hmm. the toy merchandise because... 
even if there will there even if there is a market for the toys you have to go to the place where like you can make an adult animated action series that's like gritty and dark and for an older audience and they'll still buy merch as long as it's the merch that that demographic buys yeah because like uh one show that recently t-shirts is the biggest thing true but one show that recently came out and uh i used to work at target for a bit um troll hunters Mm -hmm. Uh, when that show came out two lines of merch came out uh the funko pops and the actual toys for children yeah they went both directions that was smart they will yeah the the funko pops sold much more than the toys we actually put so many of those on the sale aisle because Kids weren't buying those, but adults and kids were buying the the Funko Pops. And I was actually going to mention Troll Hunters in a bit because the 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 follow up like tie in series Three Below, I think it's called, um, is right. about like aliens coming to Earth and then disguising themselves as people who are. And this is where it gets political. And so it's clearly like another example of like we're pushing the agenda of cartoons into mm-hmm. a better direction to being it like better for uh, kids to learn things and stuff like that. I'm babbling, but um, they're like. Uh, these three aliens are like I've chosen three disguises that people will uh, that people willfully ignore a woman a Latino and an old man <laughs> and they, they outright say that it is on Netflix's Twitter of this screen cap that says that and it says three below coming soon it has something to say it, like jeez yeah I mean at least it's doing it yeah no <laughs> so clearly it's like we're, we're, we're taking animation as a, um, like as a more serious uh, medium yeah, and that is a big thing, I think, and I'm and I'm really ho- I'm really excited to see where that takes us in 2019. Yeah, that was a long ass tangent on animation. It's fine, like we did um, it. <laughs> so I think a good place to end. Um, uh, what are you most excited about to see? Like a specific movie, TV thing, just one thing that's coming out next year. I mean, I think I already spoke about Captain Marvel. I think yeah. to me, Captain Marvel is. I want the same level that happened with Wonder Woman to mm-hmm. happen to that movie. I want more people to realize, like, you know, more diversity. I mean, I, I want more stuff like that. More women. Give me shows with more... Give me TV and shows, TV shows and movies with more women being backed by women. Give me yeah. shows with, like, you know, African-Americans backed by African-Americans. Not just your BET. I want it, like, on... Yeah normal like one of my favorite shows the past couple of years was the carmichael show what's well, um, something is specifically though that you know is coming out is that you're yeah, excited for um but for me it was captain marvel like yeah. i like i think that's the one that i'm thinking like if that succeeds i want to talk about this in a year where like a year from now be like yeah captain marvel is going to be like the the main thing that we're going to talk about next year yes um sure. and i want that to be um and uh, the thing I'm most excited for, but it came out this year technically, so I just want to mention real quick, it's Dragon Ball Super Broly. I can't wait to see that. Right. Uh, I had a chance to go to the premiere, but I had to cancel. Uh, cool. <laughs> cool. So, thanks for the clean invite. Okay. <laughs> and they only gave me one ticket. That's Again, why thanks I had for to the cancel. clean invite. I'm just, <laughs> you're disinvited from my uh, son's brisk. Um, but like the thing I'm most excited about for that like I think is actually going to influence something is... Um, actually, one thing that I, I can actually talk about how... Um, Weirdly enough, is how uh, co like uh, coexistent video games are becoming, because uh, this year during the Game Awards for Smash Brothers, they announced a character from Persona being hmm. in the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Reggie Fizame mentioned like, this is a huge thing that's happening for Nintendo consoles. It's gonna be bigger next year. So I'm gonna go oh, with the DLC King for Hearts Smash. 3, I just remembered. Well, that too. But no, like the DLC for Smash Brothers, I think that's. If it succeeds well, 
I think we're gonna be living in this coexisting world where like we've been talking about it for years how we want video games to like we want one video game system and we can all like sh coexist together this is a good step in that direction where you're gonna have characters from like I'm hoping that we finally get Banjo Kazooie, but because well, that the would Switch is already collecting like all these these um, kind of flops that didn't do well on home consoles, exactly. and now it's a mobile console, yeah. so you can just play it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I I want Nintendo like Nintendo's flagship game, one of their flagship games is Smash Brothers. I want this DLC to succeed and have people be like, oh, everything can like be in the balance. We don't have yeah. to have like. You know, like, we don't have to have different systems. I'm, yeah. I'm sick and tired of, like, buying, well, honestly, spending we're, $600 yeah. on two fucking systems. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, uh, that about does it. Uh, what are your New Year's plans? Uh, meth. What? <laughs> like, specifically, let me, let me what break are you it down. doing what? on New Year's? Oh, what am I doing on New yeah. Year's? <laughs> oh, damn. cool. No, okay, fine. Uh, uh, meth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> meth? with an e <laughs> what was that show sit down shut up it's like we need a new math lab and then they just made a math lab at the school <laughs> <What>? <laughs> will arnett's character was like <laughs> they turned it into like a home cooking show and it was a meth lab but like no 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 we said math lab <laughs> what a whole episode of that is so stupid i don't know what i'm doing oh, this new okay. year's i'll be honest with you um probably just like family party whatever i'm just gonna get drunk yeah and then shoot some meth you can't shoot up meth i'm sorry kids <laughs> let me tell you how to do it so <laughs> you <laughs> what? okay um please uh like and subscribe thank you for listening you start um, by watching breaking bad like and, and see where they this went wrong YouTube. like and subscribe this is youtube sorry please like comment subscribe <laughs> Oh my god, we're too chaotic trying to this episode. Um, please uh, review and subscribe and rate us. Uh, we need some more ratings to get us um, more noticed on like the podcast listing and stuff. And uh, please follow the podcast on Twitter at InfluenzaPod. This is really good begging. Uh, yeah. I really like what you did. Listen. Um, and hey then, everyone, uh, please I'm poor. <laughs> I need the Spotify money. <laughs> and then please uh, please follow me at Twitter uh, at Sean8YourSon. That's S-E-A-N, the number 8, you are son. And you can follow me on Instagram uh, on, on underscore trailer underscore Swift underscore. Oh man! No, you know what? I should I should watch Breaking Bad. I think that now that I like that's your New Year's tradition. Yeah, just all watch of it all of it in one day. <laughs> okay, Fuck you. Uh, Happy New Year! Thanks for listening, and uh, may all acquaintance be for naught. <laughs> we'll have some new episodes coming out for you soon. What? <laughs>